Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. We're going to talk about using your gut to make decisions in all aspects of your life, from your love relationships, to your family, to your career. And we're going to find out how to cultivate our own natural intuition with the amazing guest, medical intuitive healer, and Amazon number one best-selling author, Catherine Kerrigan. Catherine has the ability to get to the heart of the matter and figure out what will actually make you radiantly healthy. The average person who comes to see Catherine has seen probably seven other practitioners, medical doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, chiropractors, shamans, homeopaths, physiotherapists, nutritionists, herbalists, acupuncturists, you name it, the list goes on. She doesn't need to see you or put her hands on you to know what is wrong or what will make you better. Her books include four number one Amazon bestsellers, What is Healing?, Awaken Your Intuitive Power for Health and Happiness, Banish the Blues Now, Unlimited Energy Now, and Unlimited Intuition Now, which is incidentally the book that I was most interested in and that drew me to contacting Catherine. You can visit her websites. She's got two, CatherineKerrigan.com, and that is C-A-R-R-I-G-A-N, and UnlimitedEnergyNow.com. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much, Michelle, and thank you everyone out there for listening. I appreciate you taking your time, mm-hmm. and I just want to let all the listeners know that I, I do offer a free 15-minute consult, so if you've been listening to Michelle and you want to understand more about yourself, you're welcome to contact me at Catherine at KatherineKerrigan.com to set up a time to talk to me. That's great. I'm, I'm going to take advantage of that. All right. <laughs> So, Catherine, let's dive in. I always start these interviews by having our guest share their personal journey. You know, what drew you or what made you realize that you were this intuitive healer? Well, thanks for asking, Michelle. I grew up in a medical family. My father is a medical doctor. My grandfather was a medical doctor. And my brother is a medical doctor. Wow. Yes, exactly. It's in your blood. <laughs> and what's interesting is that, you know, most of my early life, if I had a problem, I was the perfect patient. And then what happened to me was when I was 34, I got seriously ill, and the medical doctors did not know how to make me better. So I started going to alternative healers. And as a result of this, I started actually studying natural, natural healing. I have been uh, in natural healing now for 23 years, and I was very blessed because I was up in Canada, and I was at a, actually at a convention, and this amazing woman worked on me in a hallway for five minutes, and I'm smart enough to have realized that she changed the course of my entire life in five minutes, and I thought, I want to do what she does. So I had, I'm a very serious student. I studied all forms of natural healing. I've taught yoga for 20 years. I've taught Qigong countless years. I'm a nutritionist. I, uh, I made my own flower essences. I'm a flower essence practitioner. I'm a Reiki master. 
And I really, my passion is to teach people how to get to the bottom of what's wrong with you and figure out what is wrong and also what will work to make you radiantly healthy. Mm -hmm. And I love this combination of your, the medical family, right? So there's, there's this whole clinical side to your background, but then there's also this experience that you had this energetic experience with this woman healing you um, by just putting her hands on you, right? Well, she actually (laughs) didn't put her hands on me, actually. How did it happen? Well, it was quite interesting. I was, again, in a convention in Canada, and I was about to go in and give a speech about my first book that was written. I've actually written five books. My first book came out in 1997. And I remember I was just a little off. We can all be a little bit off. Oh, yeah. I'm off on a regular basis, Catherine. <laughs> and um any rate, she actually just identified the core issue right then and there and helped me clear it in a matter of five minutes. How'd she do it? Well, what she did was she helped me identify a, a core belief that I had about myself that I was a bad person. And a lot of people think they're a bad person, even though I'm not a criminal, you know, never been arrested for anything. Um, and she helped me identify the core belief, identify the core emotion that that brought up, and then clear it using real simple energy work. Wow. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. It is. It is. So how long did that take? I mean, you know, did it did this happen in a matter of minutes or did she sit with you for a while? Mm, five minutes. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So this is quick work. This is quick healing work. Yes. Well, personally, I'm very respectful of people's time and money. And a lot of people have spent a lot of time and a lot of money trying to get healthy. And it's really rewarding to help people put things together because the truth is your health is like a puzzle. And whatever is happening with you is always happening not only on the physical level, but also on the energetic level, which includes your chakras, your acupuncture meridians, and your breath. The emotional level, which is huge because emotions can shut down literally any process in your body. The mental level having to do with your thoughts and beliefs and also your spiritual level. So things are happening constantly on all five levels. And one of the drawbacks of many other methodologies of healing is they only address one level. So they are going to only address the physical Mm, level, mm -hmm. right? Or only address the emotional level. And when you put it all together and and figure out what's happening in all these levels all the time, then you can do turbocharged, super fast, very deep, profound healing and really clear a lot of stuff at a real deep level. Mm-hmm. So where does intuition fall into all of these different levels? Is that just part of the energetic level? Is that part of the mental level? Um, where does it fit in? Great question. Well, personally, Michelle, my belief is that everyone has intuition because everyone has a soul. In fact, you are a soul with a physical body. And sim- the simplest way I can describe intuition is that your intuition is your soul communicating with you. And uh, when you listen to your soul, your experience of life is going to be extremely uplifted and you're more efficient. It's a very practical way to go about life. I always joke that um, 
God only has to hit you over the head when you're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, that's when you, you know, when major things happen to, is a wake-up call, I guess. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. exactly. So intuition is basically soul communication. So for those out there listening who may not identify with the word soul or may um, misinterpret the word soul to think something um, a little like too religious or something like that or, or too out there for them to grasp, how could we make it more basic for like the lay person? Yes, this is your soul is this, your spiritual body. This is the aspect of you that is eternal. Your true self. Your true self that has very important things to do and uh, and uh, and work to do that only you are here to do. Mm -hmm. I love that. So we all have intuition then. We are born with it. Absolutely. Just a matter of understanding how your intuition works. So tell us more about that. How does it work and how do we find out how ours work? Well, first of all, there's four primary psychic gifts. And it's very helpful to understand what your gifts are because if you start learning how your gifts work, then as you open those up, then ultimately you can develop all the gifts. Mm. So the four primary psychic gifts, um, the first one is clairsentience, which is psychic feeling. Okay. So people who are high in psychic feeling pick up the vibes. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're usually very good people people. They make excellent salespeople. I'll have people and they'll say to me, within 10 minutes, I know not only what people are saying, but what they're not saying. <laughs> I used to use that word vibe. Um, I did business development work for a really long time. And I remember using that word at work and saying, you know, I'm just not sure about the vibe in the room. I, I don't think they're ready to, to go forward with this project or whatever. And I remember my coworkers laughing about that word vibe. They thought it was like me being all hippie-ish. <laughs> but it was actually, I truly felt the, the energy in the room. Yes. And people who are high in clairsentience makes excellent energy healers, the mm -hmm. massage therapists, craniosacral therapists, mm -hmm. Reiki masters, and they actually learn how to manage and, uh, and balance the energy in the body. So the next psychic gift is the gift of clairvoyance, which is a gift of psychic seeing. So these are the people who can see auras, who can see angels, uh, they receive information in in symbols. Mm -hmm. So they'll see colors around people. They'll get um, symbols. Maybe they'll have dreams with a symbol. And uh, both clairsentience and clairvoyance are slower gifts. Mm -hmm. And my clients who have these gifts, I'm always explaining to them that you have to understand, you have to interpret these gifts. In other words, if I receive a symbol and it's a hawk flying overhead, well, I have to figure out what does that hawk mean? What does it mean for me? What does it mean for this time in my life? So there's interpretation. And the same with, um, with the gift of clairsentience. You have to interpret it. Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, I actually do that. Sometimes, I mean, that's been happening to me a lot where... I actually did see a hawk recently, and then I also there's also a lot of morning doves nesting on my my patio on a regular basis. They keep coming back, so I did this little search on spirit animal meaning, you know, morning doves, and it's interesting because it's it's that whole process that you just spoke about of 
you have to interpret what this means. Why does this keep coming to me? What it, What is the universe trying to tell me? Exactly. Now, another psychic gift is the gift of, it's, it's of clairaudience. And this is the gift of psychic hearing. And people who are high in clairaudience make excellent public speakers. Um, and it, 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 one of the... They're, they hear things. One of the downsides of these gifts is that they frequently confuse uh, what they're, the words that they're hearing as their own thoughts rather than understanding that it's their soul communicating with them. Mm-hmm. They make excellent sound engineers and musicians and um, are frequently found in those professions. Makes total and, sense. Mm-hmm. And then there's the gift of claircognizance, which is... The, sometimes called the prophetic gift. That is my gift. It is the fastest psychic gift. And when people are high in claircognizance, they just know stuff with no prior evidence. So I remember one time a, a client was thinking of buying a house, and I started talking to her about the, her, the roof on this prospective house, and I was just laughing about it because I said, trust me, I know this is my guidance because I know nothing about roofing. <laughs> I don't either. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So, um, at any rate, those are the in, the 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 gifts: the psychic feeling, okay. psychic vision, psychic hearing, and and just psychic knowing. Just knowing. So you mentioned uh, one of the downsides, like for example, the clairaudience, mistaking these messages that are coming to you through your ears, right? You're hearing these messages and then mistaking them for thoughts that you're actually thinking in your head. And so they have trouble kind of discerning which is which. (laughs) So let's go through each of the four gifts that you just taught us about and like the pitfalls, I guess, or the potential weaknesses of each. Right. Okay, people who are high in clairsentience frequently have digestive problems. And the reason that this is the case is that this, just as you have eyes and ears in your body, you also have energy centers where you receive the psychic information. And the center for clairsentience is your third chakra, your solar plexus area. And when this area becomes overactive, it tends to upset your digestive system, no matter how carefully you eat, how, you know, gluten-free, organic, biodynamic, kosher, prayed over, etc. your food is. Um, the clear sentient people are, usually have a high degree of emotional intelligence and are great people people, but they themselves tend to have low self-esteem oh. frequently. And they usually need everyone around them to feel okay so that they can feel okay. (laughs) I know a lot of people like that. Because they're so tuned in Mm -hmm. and connected to the emotions and energy of other people that they literally don't feel good unless if other people around them are upset or angry or, you know, stirred up in any way. Mm -hmm. Um. So they have to guard against codependence. I know so many people, even if they're not really highly attuned to their own gifts, that they get affected by the energy of a room or by other people's emotions, even subconsciously. Like they don't even, they may not be able to identify it, but they don't feel good at the end of the day because there was tension at work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's very important. I, I'm working right now with one of my clients 
on developing your own intuition. And one of the things that I talk about is the importance of learning how to get neutral, which is not a very sexy topic, but when you're <laughs> neutral, you're objective, right? Mm -hmm. Just like a detective has to be neutral about the facts of the situation to get accurate and helpful, right. truly helpful information. Well, wow, that's tough if you're getting energetic information that is affecting you emotionally. Yeah. Well, in my book, Unlimited Intuition Now, I talk about a process called cocooning, which is a very simple energy exercise that we can all do every day so that you can stay in your own energy and stay out of other people's energy. Mm, that's big. It's that is big. So I, I should be cocooning all day long every day. <laughs> yes, it's a very, very helpful technique, and it's really helpful with boundaries, which help all of us. That's huge. And I'm not going to ask you to go into it because I want people to purchase your book um, so they can find out about that. What is the other that we haven't covered in terms of possible pitfalls? Um, well, the, the next one is clairvoyance. So the clairvoyant uh, people... They're great at interior decorating. They're the fashion designers. They're the people who literally make people, make the world a beautiful place. Now, one of the downsides of the clairvoyance people is that they are frequently found getting stuck in their picture. So, for example, if you're a clairvoyant and you've been a librarian most of your life and then all of a sudden the library closes... Well, you can only see yourself doing this one thing. So what's very helpful for the people high in clairvoyance is actually to create two pictures. So I'll say, okay, visualize yourself being happy from now until the rest of your life, to the end of your life with children, or from now until the end of your life without children. So that you can learn to be okay with both pictures. Mm. So the clairvoyant people get really stuck in their, their picture. The other thing about the clairvoyant that is a downside is that they're frequently so concerned with appearances that they often forget how things are going to feel. <laughs> so for example, I had a client and she redecorated her house. Well, she forgot well, what it was going to be like for her well, all these people were hammering away, and she literally had to rent a hotel room during the day to get away from the dust and the noise. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the Claire audience, how these people can mistake their, the information they're receiving for their thoughts, because it comes in really fast. Yeah. The Claire, the, um, both the Claire Cognizant people and the... Um, people clear, high in clear audience because their information comes in very very quickly they can be quite blunt and abrupt versus the clear people who are clairsentient they get information but clear sentience and clairvoyance are slower gifts and they have to take the time to figure it out so they have the time to put the expression and the information they receive into words and phrases that are that don't hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> I think I'm uh, erring on the, the latter side of, of being a little too blunt. So I must be getting my information quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the clear darkness in people, um, again, they can tend to be ungrounded because they're receiving their information from the chakras way, way above the head. So they really need to work on being grounded yeah. and, you know, connected to the here and now. And be careful 
so that they don't hurt the feelings of the people around them. Yeah. Hey, everybody. A quick break. Catherine has been teaching us all about the different types of psychic gifts, and I don't know about you, but personally, I often question my own intuition. So, my favorite source of guidance is psychics. I love to go to psychics, for those of you who know me, and I've been told things that I didn't believe were possible in every area of my life, and then they revealed themselves. So I'm totally into it. And no, they don't sit there with a turban on their head and put their hands on a crystal ball. They look just like you and me. Now, aren't you wondering what's going to happen with your latest relationship? Are you pondering a career change? Are you doubting your own decisions? Are you tired of burdening your friends with your woes? Well, I have a place for you to go. Get instant access to different kinds of psychics, how to choose the right one for you and your needs, and browse through various types of readings from psychic mediums to tarot card spreads to numerology and more. This service is on my resources page. Go to ladyfoxentertainment.com, click on the resources partners page, and then click on the banner that says no crystal balls. Get a new customer offer courtesy of NOL of $1 per minute. Have fun. Let me know how it goes. Back to the show. So how can we discover or figure out which type is our primary or dominant gift? Well, I think that one of the things that I'm very big on is when you want to open up your intuition is to start by um, working with the gift that comes most easily for you. So the gift that is actually most the easiest for a lot of people to develop is the gift of clairsentience. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, the literally feeling. Practice feeling the energy of the room, of a room. So a, a simple way to develop this is uh, to do the following exercise. So let's say you're going to have a meeting next week. Well, what you would do is you would literally project yourself into the space where you're going to be having the meeting, even if you've never actually been there. And you tune in and figure out what the energy in the room is going to feel like. You project your head, head and you literally feel what the energy is going to be like in, in, in the meeting. I love that idea. Okay, so how, how does this change across different areas of our life? Which psychic gift should we be trying to develop or use in order to figure out what's going on with ourselves? Okay, great question. So here's the truth. You have one psychic gift, which is your soul gift. And this is the primary way that your soul communicates with you. Now, one of the things that I'm always explaining to people, I have a client right now, and she wants to become a coach. And she's eager to develop this gift so that she can use it in her business. And I said to her, here is the truth. You must use your psychic gifts primarily for yourself, okay? And even those of us, like I use my gifts in my work, obviously, but I have to use my gifts more for myself, like on a percentage basis, than I do for others. Otherwise, what happens is you develop an energy imbalance and you become very drained and no amount of good nutrition or vitamins or rest or yoga or hands-on healing is going to fix it because you've developed an energetic imbalance at the deep level. Wow. So what you want to do is, again, if you read my book, I would recommend that you start by 
noticing which gift you are most drawn to and focus on that. So you have this soul gift. Then you have a gift for your body, which is how you receive information about your body. And then you have another um, gift, which is how you receive information about your family. And your family is defined as people in your household or people and animals. I have a I have a little fur baby. Yes, I love fur babies. Fur babies. <laughs> so they can be part of our family as well. Yes, definitely. And then you have a gift in your work, which is how you primarily receive information in your work. So if I could use myself as an example, my primary soul gift is claircognizance. So again, it's very, very fast. You receive information way ahead of time. Frequently, people think you're crazy, and even you can doubt yourself because information comes in so fast with no supporting evidence that, you know, things haven't happened yet, but Mm -hmm. you get a lot of advance warning. The way I receive information about my body is actually hearing and picking up, again, picking up the vibe, and then within um, literally hearing Within my household, within my family, I use cleric sentience. So my home is very friendly and comfortable. And when anyone comes to my home, they're like, it just feels so good to be here. And then in my work, I use the gift of psychic vision. So even if I'm working with people in another country, I will see the organs in their body. I will get receive information in terms of symbols or words that I see about what is really going on. Wow. So um, I I don't feel connected to the to that piece of it. Like I can't see auras or any of that. So that's something that I would have to work on. So that's my example. But how can all of us figure out how to use these gifts in order to make better decisions in our lives. If there's a problem in your family or there is a disagreement, how do you use that in order to uh, help solve the problem or to avoid a problem? So first thing we have to understand is that to be able to use your intuition, you have to be able to be in neutral, which means you get your ego mind out of the way. And our ego mind... Like, personally speaking, I love to learn. I'm always learning. I'm always reading. I'm always studying. And so our ego mind thinks we know. So it's, it's the part that you think you, you have the answer already. So in order to get intuitive information, you actually have to set your ego aside. And you have to have a very true depth of humility where you realize you actually don't know anything. <laughs> How do you get to that point? Because that's, I mean, we all struggle with ego, right? And some of us may not even be able to identify that it is indeed our ego getting in the way. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, even scientists will admit that 96% of the known universe cannot be quantified or measured in any way. So only four, so there's this huge qualitative aspect to our life that is the real deal and what's really going on. And that's where intuition becomes extremely important to be able to get to the information that cannot be measured or quantified. Mm-hmm. So, How do we so, get closer to that? 
So first of all, one of the simplest ways to set your ego aside is to pray. And I'm very respectful of all different religious traditions. The point of them all is to make your own connection with universal God source. So in my book, there are countless prayers that, uh, uh, frankly, I channeled to help people get their own guidance and set their ego mind out of the way for different situations. So when we, when we, in all humility, when we ask for guidance and we set our ego mind aside and we realize that we, we own, that 96% of the known universe cannot be quantified. And when we ask for guidance at a really deep level, with true humility, the answers are going to come. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. So we pray first. What else can we be doing to hone our intuition? Well, one of the things that I'm always talking to my clients about is use your intuition about small issues that don't really matter. So, for example, I turn on, just like you turn on the lights when you wake up in the morning, I turn on my intuition first thing in the morning. Usually, I meditate and pray first thing. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I, I start by asking for guidance about what to wear. And I'm like every other woman. I want to look good, but it really doesn't. I have a fabulous wardrobe, so it really everything's great. So it really doesn't almost matter. But... When I ask for guidance, inevitably I'll go down to work and I'll meet with a client or a friend and they're wearing the same color or we're wearing the same style and we just laugh about it. And um, I saw a client this week and we were wearing this, we were a very similar outfit and I was laughing about it and I said, oh, I just watched this, saw this picture of Rachel Zoe, the stylist, and she was wearing a similar outfit and now here we are. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't come to you 10 years ago when I was in my rock and roll phase and wearing thigh-high boots. <laughs> that would have been fun. So you start with you start with things that don't really matter um, so that when you get to uh, situations that really do matter, you'll know how your intuition works. Okay, so I like this. So it's like practicing with insignificant things or seemingly insignificant stuff that's not going to like impact your life. Yes, and again, you practice with yourself. Mm -hmm. Practice with yourself. And one of the things that I'm always pointing out to people, that your soul guidance is going to make you feel better. If you receive information and you feel anxious or afraid or nervous or unstable in any way, that's not your soul guidance. Mm -hmm. So you're, frankly, when you, bluntly, we all have angels, okay? Some people call them your angels. Some people call them your spiritual guides. Mm -hmm. People who work with people tend to have more angels than others. And um, your angels are also communicating with you. And, again, they love you. They want you to succeed. They're part of your team. They're here to help you accomplish what you're here to do and one of the ways you can tell when it's truly your intuition and your soul guidance is that you're going to be comforted 
and feel better with the information. Mm -hmm. I love that. So you mentioned earlier that when you wake in the morning, you personally pray and meditate. And I'm interested in meditation. I'm actually doing a whole nother episode on that. And how does that help specifically? Great question. Well, when we meditate, what you're literally doing is you're creating gaps in your mind and gaps in your ego. And it's in these gaps when our intuition and our soul guidance can come through. So to uh, receive information, we have to have quiet time. Uh, A lot of times people receive their greatest soul guidance in the middle of the night. If you get Mm. woken up in about 2 or 3 a.m. on a regular basis, one of the things you might want to do is literally get up, take your journal, ask say a prayer, ask to listen to your um, guardian angel, and then simply take take a take dictation. Write down what you what you hear. Write the, write down the information that you receive. You don't even have to re- read it at that time. And then in the morning, you can wake up and read what they have to say. So to answer your question, meditation specifically helps by allowing our ego mind to go into quiet so that our soul guidance can come through. That's awesome. So another uh, reason to sit down and get your meditation in every day, um, because it really helps you to make that space for your messages to come through, to help you guide your own decisions, right? Absolutely. So how can we not be mad at ourselves when we go against our own gut? And and I hear about this all the time. People say, oh, 2020 hindsight. I knew, I knew better, and I didn't listen to what my gut was telling me. How can we, first of all, avoid this from happening and make better decisions to begin with? But if we do go against our gut, how can we be more gentle on ourselves about that? Okay, well, you know, you're a human being. And, you know, we all make mistakes. I I, I remember seeing something brilliant on the Internet, and it said, everybody makes mistakes. That's why pencils have erasers. (laughs) And even me, I I remember a couple years ago, I was asking for guidance about whether or not to take this stupid course. And my guidance said, no, don't do it. And for some stupid reason, I signed up anyway. I think it was... FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh, my God. What is they right. And I don't know about it. You know, typical claircognizant problem. What are, I wanted, curious about everything. And um, anyway, the first webinar came around and I could have just smacked myself. I was like, oh, my God. You know, you knew this was a waste of money and you signed up anyway. So, <laughs> you know, we, we just have to be patient with ourselves and also have the sense of humor about it, mm. right? It's difficult, though, when you've had a particularly bad situation like a relationship, right? So um, myself included, um, female friends of mine that I know, even male friends of mine, they've all gotten into a relationship that they knew was not good for them, and they stayed in it for a long time, and it ended up becoming a very painful relationship for them. So in those cases, it's not as easy to see the humor in it, you know? Right. Well, as one of my one of my many mistakes that I made, my accountant, I, I made a mistake that cost me a lot of money, and my accountant was brilliant. She said, "Catherine, this is better than therapy. You'll never forget." <laughs> well, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. 
That's true. Because if, if I were to make the same mistakes again, then that would just be silly. What do they call it? Um, if you continue to make the same mistakes over and over, it's insanity or something like that. Exactly. But going to your, to your comment about relationships, you know, bluntly, you have to look at things not just from the world level, but from the spiritual level. Because often we have soul agreements with other people. Yes. And I just got done reading a book, Your Soul's Plan. Exactly. Yep. And it was that whole concept of, okay, we both decided to go through this together because we both had very important lessons to learn. So I have been looking at it from that angle and it's helping. It's definitely helping. Well, one of the healings that I do is a karmic clearing and a karmic release. And sometimes people have these agreements, these soul agreements. And you have to understand that if you have a soul agreement, it may be one way. In other words, I may be agreeing to help you, but not receive anything in return. Mm, or yes, you may yes. be helping me, and you don't receive anything in return. Or sometimes it's mutual. But you, whatever it is, it's sacred. And But if you have a soul agreement that is unpleasant, I always want to do a healing on it so you complete that cycle so that you're not making that same mistake over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'll be calling you. (laughs) I have a lot of things that need healing, Catherine. (laughs) So this has been so fascinating to me. I love this stuff. I love talking about um, intuition and using our gut and tuning into our soul uh, needs and wants and lessons and all of that kind of stuff. Are there any final thoughts that you want to share with the listeners about using our own intuition, following our own gut for healing or for building better relationships or anything along those lines? Well, what I would say to all the listeners is that you have to realize that you are a soul. You're a soul who happens to have a body. And the messages that you receive from your own soul are probably the most important information you will ever receive. When you take the time to understand how your soul communicates with you, you can have a much happier, uplifted, efficient, and successful life and I highly recommend that you understand the way that you're that you learn how your soul is trying to communicate with you because your life will be so much easier when you do. Mm-hmm. I love that. And everybody out there listening, once again, please visit Catherine's two websites, katherinekerrigan.com and unlimitedenergynow.com. Go to Amazon and check out all of her myriad of books. She's written five, four of them being bestsellers, number one bestsellers. And um, again, I read Unlimited Intuition Now and it was fantastic. Catherine, thank you so much for spending time with us and for sharing all of your wisdom and I'm excited to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much Michelle. I very much appreciate it. Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.